Hi there, my name is Tina, and I am an obsessive learner and serial creative. Every Friday morning, I challenge you to channel your inner muse and take action, whether that is to practice self-reflection and gratitude, to go after the career that you want, or to start building your personal wealth. I talk to entrepreneurs, philosophers, financial experts, and other leaders to deliver valuable advice from the best of the best. I'm a huge believer in investing all you can into your community, and you, my friend, are part of our community. Welcome to the Morning News Podcast. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. Hope you're having a great day. Welcome back to the Morning Muse, a school of life for all women to learn about all things career, business, finance, and of course, personal development. Hope everyone is staying safe and taking all precautions. I truly apologize for the absence last week. I wanted to make sure to take a breather to write out some plans for the podcast, and I never want to release an episode that I'm not truly proud of. Today is another solo episode, if you couldn't already tell, um, because I just really love these episodes where I feel like I'm having these conversations with you all, but um, it also feels super jam-packed with my thoughts and learnings, and I, I hope that you've been enjoying these types of episodes as much as I've been making them. So as I talked about in my updates a little bit last week uh, or two weeks ago, I'm hoping to make solo episodes a thing every other week. So if you have any topics that you're curious about, feel free to reach out to me at Morning News Podcast on Instagram. In today's episode, I want to reflect some of my learnings and experiences as a new grad. Um, as I'm approaching my one-year anniversary at my workplace, um, if you watched my welcome episode, you may know that I graduated from University of Southern California with the degree in computer science and game development in May 2019. And I started working as a software engineer at a tech company in August 2019. So some of you might wonder why I don't ever talk about the specific company that I work for, but and as much as I do want to share, I want to keep this use this platform to voice my own thoughts and opinions not related to the company. But um, at this moment, that's not really what I'm interested in focusing on. So I apologize if you're super curious, which or maybe you don't care at all, or maybe you already know because you're a friend or family. But um, yeah, that's that's one of the reasons I'm keep, I'm not really going into detail about where I work. Anyways, I want to make sure to get to the, all the things that I've reflected on over these past couple months. And um, I, I just wanted to let you know that this is not just career oriented, but it's also like what I wish I knew when I was when I was uh, a college graduate as uh, financially, um, personally, and of course, career wise, um, all those things. So um, I'm really excited to dive into that with you guys. I want to kind of read this as a, a letter form. This is a letter that's dedicated to not only myself when I was a college graduate, but also to listeners out there right now who are who may be a recent college graduate. Dear college graduate, congratulations. Your graduation is a mark in history as this will be one of the most difficult times to keep up with your career goals as well as your personal goals. That is a really hard start, but I know that by staying curious and having desire to grow with keep you on track. Here are some of my learnings as a professional new grad. One, take control of your career early on. When I first joined work, I relied so heavily on my manager and my tech leads to help progress my career, pave my way into the team and company, and have my best interests. But they can rarely do all of that. Not because they're bad managers or bad people, no, of course not, but because they are human. They have other reports like you, they have children, they have other family members that they need to look after. I know sometimes personally it's really hard to ask for what you want and advocate for yourself. However, it is ultimately up to you to take the wheel and keep track of your career. Don't get me wrong, this is a team effort with your managers, 
with your peers and with your friends and family even. But keep your managers, leads, and mentors as passengers who can give you advice, direction, and guidance. But you're the one in control. You ask for what you need. Come to meetings prepared with what projects you're interested in doing, concerns you have, and with a general, flexible timeline of your career. I think Diana from episode two has mentioned this before, but talk about the expectations of your role. If you want to be set to the highest standard, tell that to your manager. Tell that person, compare me to the best performer you've ever had on your team and set me to that standard. Number two, keep an abundance mindset. When you start working, you might still have that habit of being above the curve like you had in college. Or maybe it's the company or team culture where everyone around you cares mostly about being promoted and gossip about how other people got to the next level when they didn't. Maybe it's a mixture of both where you're the one of those people that feel threatened by other successes. This means that you carry a scarcity mindset where you subconsciously or consciously believe that there is not enough space for everyone to be elevated and succeed at work and believe that promotions and high ratings are the evidence for elevation and success. People with scarcity mindset are constantly anxious that they won't be able to be in that pool to succeed and are willing to do anything to fit themselves in. Trust me, this is really not a good look. You can tell a person with a scarcity mindset from miles away. It can get toxic within the team. The good news is that you can train yourself to instead have an abundance mindset where you recognize that there is plenty of room for everyone's successes, praises, and improvement. To train yourself to have this mindset, practice giving kudos to people and celebrate their their successes. Learn to share. Take your time to mentor others. Send them resources. By helping them, you're creating a positive space for everyone to thrive. These tips may seem trivial and almost like common sense, but it's growing an abundance mindset that takes time and constant work. Before I move into the next topic, I want to clarify that I'm not saying that you shouldn't be ambitious or that you shouldn't talk about promotion. Like what I said in my first point, you should be talking about your career with your managers and those who know your career plan to help you get there. What you don't need to do is participate in office gossip or feed into the narrative that promotions should happen a year after you graduate or another certain time. Everyone's path is so incredibly different, so stop treating ratings and promotions to be the only indicator to people's success and value. And most of all, just understand that there will eventually be room for everyone to climb up. If there isn't, that is on your employer and you should consider other options. Number three, this is a short one, but also very important. Be a pleasant person to be around. Don't gossip, be genuine, give kudos to those who deserve it. Practice gratitude. Number four, you don't have to be best friends with everyone on your team. You just have to be at least cordial or friendly to all of your teammates. When I first joined my team at work, I was determined to become best friends with everyone. I wasn't able to make solid friends from previous internships, and I wanted to make up for the time that was lost. But what I didn't realize is that having good friends on the same team could make it hard to set boundaries. At the end of the day, you are there to work, improve as a blank whatever occupation you're in, be a good collaborator, and learn from others. And, of course, mentor others. I definitely recommend getting to know people and treating everyone with respect, but I couldn't advise you to make best friends or expect to make best friends at work. Number five, if you're like me who moved to a new city right after graduating and you can't find a friend group, make one. Surround yourself with people you want to become. You have the chance to grow a second family. Through get-togethers, movie nights, discussions, game nights. Of course, creating your second family is much more difficult with the pandemic, so you can definitely do these activities virtually. Number six, try to become more intentional 
with how you allocate your time in friends, family, and your significant other. This is a time to start learning to say no. Don't get me wrong. I think saying yes to everything mindset can serve you well in certain settings. Like maybe if you're at a conference and your goal for that day is to network with as many people as possible. So you you end up saying yes to every party, every networking lunch and dinners and luncheons and brunches. But I'm telling you now, learning to say no is way more difficult to learn. And frankly, in my opinion, more valuable. Of course, before you learn to say no, you need to set your goals, understand your values, morals. Only then can you decide what is worth your time and what is not. In this day and age, every little thing is constantly trying to get your attention and you need to have the right tools to say no so you can make the time to say yes to other things that you care about. Number seven, read more. I used to read so much in high school and a little less in college, but nevertheless, I still read once in a while. In college, I told myself that I would read more as soon as I graduated from college, since I would have so much more time without all the assignments. But then I didn't follow through. I spent a lot of my extra time watching movies or procrastinating by cleaning, cooking, and planning. Then I would tell myself that I just didn't have the time to read. Instead of making these excuses, try setting goals to read for a certain time period at that certain time every day. You could start with 20 minutes at 8 p.m. You're free to increase the time frame, but never go below it. Schedule this into your calendar and try your best to follow through. By scheduling in a time, it becomes easier and because you can actually vis- visualize how it's going to fit into your schedule. Number eight, the best time to figure out your finances was yesterday. This is something that I really, truly try to live by. And this was said by Sally Krawchuk at the Girl Boss Rally Conference. And I listened to Sally Krawchuk talk uh, like that summer that I graduated. And when, after I listened to it, I realized that I wish I started investing in college. So if you haven't started your finance plan yet, start now. There's so much capital to be gained just with time. Just by having your money sit in an investment account, your money will almost definitely grow with time. This is passive income. Before accepting my offer letter and starting on my first day, I wish I knew about equity and 401k and my investment options. I would have been able to make more informed decisions. Of course, it's never too late. Figure out your financial goals time and timeline right now. Visualization will motivate you. Number nine, be open to change and growth. I recently listened to a CNBC interview with Malcolm Gladwell, um, a really big role model of mine. And the conversation was around cultivating growth and curiosity. Gladwell talked about how curiosity is an evolutionary state which can be cultivated. He brought up an example with how children can master languages so much faster than adults. And a part of that he explained is because, quote, they're so indifferent to how hard something is, unquote. They keep their minds open, ready to absorb information and learn. So in a way, we have a couple of things to learn from our younger selves for once. We need to continue training ourselves to stay curious and focus on learning rather than focusing on the difficulty of something. And I absolutely love what he said next. So I'm going to quote him again. He says that he, quote, structures his life so that he's systematically being exposed to new things all the time, unquote. This is because by being exposed to novelty, you're more likely to be curious and take time to learn or understand that thing. Gladwell recommends reading articles or books that may carry different ideas from your own, having conversations with people who have different perspectives, and actually giving them the space and time to explain their perspective and their side. And you can find out more about this in his wonderful book called Talking to Strangers. 
Question your ideas and ideas that are fed into you. I talked about this in my update episode two weeks ago, but I think people, including me, are so reluctant to give up ideas that were ingrained in us at such a young age. Ideas from our friends or family are worth questioning, or even ideas from our societies. Maybe this could look like questioning why you use plastic toothbrushes. Or maybe this could look more like questioning why you have certain opinions about gun regulations, welfare, and definitions of fulfillment and success, and the definition of friendship. This week, I want you to try an exercise to question your beliefs. I read a lovely Medium article by Ryan Angelstad, a therapist with a cool podcast called Pop Psych 101. At the end of his article, he has a list of questions for you to ask about your own beliefs. They are, 1. When did I first start believing? Blank. 2. Who taught me? Blank. 3. Did I ever question this teaching or seek to educate myself on the issue from various multiple sources? Number 4. What would it mean if you changed your mind on this issue? Who would it affect? Number 5. Have I ever discussed this issue with someone who disagrees or sees it in a different way? Questioning your beliefs and inciting curiosity is so important after graduating from college. Schools are designed, or at least supposed to be designed, push students to think outside the box, try different things, and think about different ideas. Schools push us to grow, but after graduation, we have to start pushing ourselves to grow. We have to become students of our own universe. So be open and take every opportunity to learn and seek novelty. Again, I want to say congratulations to you, recent college graduate. Receiving a degree is an enormous accomplishment, but it's also a privilege. Put your knowledge and learnings into use by helping the world and our societies. Constantly be looking to improve and be a better friend, a better leader, and a better contributor. You got this. We're in it together. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and or send me your thoughts and feedback through our Instagram at Morning Muse Podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. I truly appreciate um, all the messages that I've been receiving and the support that I've been getting. The next episode is going to be an interview style. So, um, and we're also going to be talking about personal finance again. So be sure to tune in for that episode.